Good morning. It is Monday, October 26th, 8.43 a.m. I hope y'all had a good week. I know I did. Kind of getting off to a late start today. Um, I slept until 7.53 a.m. Um, I was just dog tired and needed to catch up on my sleep. Um, I've been having really long work days lasting until midnight. There's always something. In fact, somebody wrote me at midnight and I was just like, I just, I'll, I'll look at it this morning. I'm just too tired to answer another freaking direct message. Um, also, I'm going to change their names, but they're two very good friends of mine. I found out some disturbing news. So, um, Daniel represents my older friend and Benjamin represents my younger friend. Um, but yeah, my friends, Daniel and Benjamin, I found out that they went to a Trump rally. Somebody sent me this long statement that Benjamin had written saying why he was a Trump supporter. And it didn't really make much sense to me either. Um, they are in Cincinnati now, uh, where Daniel owns a home, like a large kind of fixer-upper type situation. And, you know, I've known Daniel for like almost 20 years. And Benjamin I've known since he was a, a teenager. So he's still really young. So I don't know, maybe... 10 years or something like that, maybe a little less. Um, so there was a Trump rally in some little town outside of Cincinnati, and they said that they went with the intention of, you know, experiencing a slice of Americana. Honey, you are not a reporter for the New York Times, okay? As a, as a civilian citizen you are one of the masses that he's trying to target to get to vote for him. And it worked. It worked. Because Benjamin made this big statement about why he's voting for Trump. And then he took a picture of himself and posted it on social media of him, like, and all this America great gear and stuff. I'm very disappointed. I was shocked. Um, I spent part of my the latter part of my evening expressing my disappointment and shock directly to Benjamin because it just, it's so unfortunate. I, you know, and, you know, he was trying to say that it was with a little bit of irony, but we don't have time for irony right now. Okay. The, the election is very nearly upon us. And that is why Donald Trump is trying to get everyone to vote for him as much as possible. You know what I mean? That's what those rallies are for. They're exciting. And they add all this, you know, drama. Because, okay, you can move to a small town and, you know, act like you're above it all and not a part of it. But the truth of the matter is you live in a small town. You're one of the people in the community now. He's targeting you. He wants you to vote for him. It worked. Now you're going to vote for him. Ugh. 
And I just, I don't know. I'm dismayed. I'm dismayed. And especially with Daniel, too, whose bookstore was kind of like a casual salon for weirdos and artist types and people who love books. And then then Benjamin assured us that Daniel just wouldn't be voting at all. And I'm like, but he was saying that he supported Trump. And I just, you know, when someone does stuff like this, it's might as well, to me, they might as well just be saying they support Hitler. Um, it, it's just very jarring. It's very upsetting. And I was kind of like thinking, yeah, well, it's great that you can go to one of these rallies without you know, that you can see it as a form of entertainment, I guess. But if you had a uterus and a womb and ovaries, maybe you wouldn't think it was so great. (laughs) Must be nice to be a white man in America. Tra-la-la. Anyway, I'm very disappointed in them. And I hope that Benjamin turns things around quickly just every single vote matters but it's pretty easy to write somebody off when they when they basically support the the total destruction of the com- the country I'm just you know oh god it's just awful you know it it's weird when someone converts to that side it's more jarring than like your aunt or something who who has been, you know, always will vote coattails Republican, you know, until she dies, no matter who. Um, that's different because you're kind of like, okay, well, Aunt Louise votes for, you know, votes for Trump, and I don't like it, but those are her that align somewhat with her political leanings that she's always had but then it was just some new person jumping on the this psychotic bandwagon right before election I'm just ugh. I'm disappointed I thought that they had you know more stronger value system anyway I'll live hopefully <laughs> um yeah, I have just been going and digging in rag bins and hand washing things and mending that insane amount of packages on Friday. Like, I've only been sh- shipping on Monday and Friday so I can use Wednesday to work on projects. Um, but as a result, Friday is a just one of the longest days that I have. So, yeah, another... It evens out to about nine hours of shipping. Anyway, that's dull. No one wants to hear about... <laughs> no one wants to hear about that. Um, I came across a very interesting book, however, uh, that belonged to a... Sunday school teacher or a a pastor 
um, which some people call Sunday school teachers, in Louisiana from the 1940s. And there's lots of notes and things in there, so let me grab that one moment. So the book is titled Pella Bay Select Notes on the International Sunday School Lessons, published 1942. And this belonged to... Mrs. Carrie Jenkins, the pastor's wife, and so it's possible that she occasionally taught the Word of God as well, um, which, you know, maybe she had a Bible study or or maybe a woman's Sunday school class. Um, her husband was the Reverend Anthony Jenkins of St. James African Methodist Episcopal Church. Uh the church was located in a town of Clutcherville, Louisiana, which is a small, um, unincorporated municipality of Nacogdoches, um, Nacogdoches, Louisiana. It's about 10, uh, 20 miles outside of Nacogdoches, um, and it is primarily populated with Creole and black people. So I am going to read you some snippets of ephemera that were found in the book. The book was filled with small notes, letters, little telegrams, little adverts and things uh, used to mark places for different sermons. So I did a little bit of research on the Jenkins family, and there's not much to be had. Otherwise, I'd still be researching. Um, But the... The Reverend and his wife had seven children in total. Um, they were born a year apart. Uh, the Reverend was born in 1888, and his wife was born, I believe, a year earlier in 1887. And then they died within two years of each other. Uh, Reverend Anthony passing away in 1962, and Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. I need more coffee. 1964, and she passing away um, in 1967. So we're going to be, I'm going to be reading uh, a little note from his third child, Miss Carrie Lean. Mr. Anthony Jenkins. Dear Father, here is $3 for my insurance. I will send the rest in short. All well at my house. Carrie Lean, Texas. So she had moved. Not Probably not too far. Um, so I'm going to stick that back in the envelope. And then here is a telegram or typed postcard from their son who was born in 1918 miss carrie was born in 1920 they they had kids in for a few a period of years um they were producing children it is dated on today's date 102642 so i believe that's 78 years ago i love it when things are reading something that was written on the date you know reverend and mrs carrie jenkins dear father and mother i am as i told you all 
that I would forward you all a card before I leave this camp in order that you all can hold up on writing to me until I send you all my new address. I am leaving this camp Wednesday, date 28. I am very proud for this reason. I am sure that I will be able to, to visit home often than I did while up here I stayed. I am getting along fine as usual, hoping that you all are likewise. Give my love to friends and relations, and I will look forward to see you all soon. Bye, Dad and Mother, Sergeant Memphis Jenkins. It's really interesting because in the South, people say y'all, but it's not written as Y apostrophe all. It's written as Y-O-U-A-L-L as one word. Um, And I think that might have something to do with the dictation because there are no apostrophes in, in the writing at all. Um, and it's all typewritten. So yeah, there's that. One of, one of the sons named after Anthony went on to be a, a preacher as well. Um, and he died in 1972. So this one is my favorite. It is a handwritten note addressed to Reverend Jenkins and it is from Marthaville, Louisiana, and it, I believe it was written by an older parishioner because of uh, there's a historical reference it makes. So here it goes. Marthaville, Louisiana, August 27th, 1942. Reverend Antna Jen- Jenkins. Tell everybody to meet me at... St. James AME, Wednesday night, September 3rd, and let's have an old-time sermon round this way. Tell your wife her prayers is answered. God will soon bring the world war to an end, as in 1918. Tell everybody, yours, Brother Charlie Fox which I just love this one. The handwriting is beautiful, even though it's a little bit shaky. And I love the colloquialisms. He's he's written, or kind of like the phonetic writing. So he probably called him Antna, and he wrote it A-N-T-N-A, which I think is great. Um, and then for sermon, it's S-U-R-M-A-N, which is ex- exactly how he, it's pronounced. Um. I love that. I love that he reached out in a way that would now just be kind of like sending someone a text message. You know what I mean? Um, But because of, you know, they didn't have that technology back then, obviously, all of our, all of our minor communications, all of our pleasantries were, were largely ephemeral. And so people would have tons and tons of stacks of things and they would be used as bookmarks or thrown away Or, you know, the nicer ones would be wrapped up in some twine and stuffed in an attic somewhere. Um, And on the the note of writing things phonetically, I feel that that's a beautiful way to communicate with people because it's as if you're really talking to them. You know, um, when you just include your typical vernacular in your manner of speech, I don't consider it to be a misspelling. And I know that some people... Many people may disagree with me, but he called him, he pronounced, he, he spelled Anthony's name in the way that it was pronounced and how he spoke to him in the day-to-day, which I think is great, Antna. 
Um, and it gives you a reflection or a, a taste of his of the writer's manner of speech. Um, there's another thing that I found in the book, and it was a folded up piece of sheet music from Gale's Music and Bookstore, 310 South Saratoga Street, New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, and it is, I'll fly, fly away. And I'll flail away. I'll fly away. Um, and I'm going to try to sing a little bit of it. I I am very out of practice with my singing. So I will get through, I'll get through one verse. I'll subject you guys to one verse. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. To a home on God's celestial shore, I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away. And that's about all I'm gonna do. <laughs> you get the gist. I didn't want. To, I don't want to. I don't want to break anyone's eardrums this morning. It is a Monday, but it doesn't mean disaster has, has to ensue. Um, but just so you kind of get the feel. Anyway, I go, hope you guys have a great day. I've got a ton of work to do. Get out and vote. And your vote does matter. Take care. Bye-bye.